Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Happy New Year! Best wishes to all of you who've downloaded and are listening to this podcast. I wish you all the best for 2015. Or is that 2015? Or 2015? What is the correct way to say the year? Well, it's certainly not the last one. But more about that later. Let's start off with, as usual, uh, the puzzle for the month. One of my Christmas presents this year was the book called Are You Smart Enough to Work at Google? It's an excellent read for anyone interested in logic puzzles and a diverse range of other topics which have been used as interview questions for prospective Google employees. I'll use one of the mathematically related questions as the puzzle for this podcast. You're playing football on a desert island and want to toss a coin to decide the advantage. Unfortunately, the only coin on the island is bent and seriously biased. How can you use the biased coin to make a fair decision? So as usual, I'll give you some thinking time uh, while you listen to the rest of the podcast. Uh, Something to mull over in your mind as you're jogging or driving or listening to this in bed. Who knows? Thanks for, as always, for the comments received last month. One in particular from Alan Ram about the starter of the day for the 16th of December, which asks pupils for a power of three and a power of two, which are consecutive numbers. The surprising result is that there are four different answers where both numbers are less than ten. Alan informs us that this leads to the Catlin's conjecture, first stated in 1844 but not proved until 2002. It is explained nicely on Wikipedia, but it is a little bit beyond the scope of school mathematics. December was a busy month for updating pages on the Transom website, and there were also a number of new activities, including Christmas consonants, Christmas toggle tree, Christmas trim tree, set notation matching, Pu Yang and Pong Hua Kul, however you pronounce that. Oh, and one more called Cat Face. You can uh, get links for each of the new activities on the the newsletter of the Transom website. Click on Maths News from the main uh, page and uh, you'll see that this podcast is is the same as the newsletter for the month. Uh, But of course, the online version has got all the hyperlinks active. Questions in my mind at the moment about the new activities. Uh, Firstly, about Christmas Toggle Tree. I've never seen a puzzle like it before, and I'm really interested to hear what strategies you might adopt when doing it. So you'll have to go to that Christmas Toggle Tree. Uh, I know it's after Christmas now, but uh, you can still have a go at it. And uh, as yet, I've still not come up with an elegant method, uh, but I'm sure somebody out there can, so give that a go. I'm also wondering whether we have finally found the minimum number of moves required to do Puyang. I thought I had the answer until Colleen Young uh, from through via Twitter and her colleague Elaine found a more efficient solution. 
So the record currently stands at 19 moves to complete the Puyang uh, puzzle. But I need an insightful mathematician to prove this is indeed the minimum number of moves required. So if you are that person, please uh, let me know. So now to the pr pronunciation of the year in question. The aspect I'd like to examine is the use of O for naught or zero. For the whole of my teaching career, I've told pupils that O is a letter that comes between N and P in the alphabet, and it's not a number. You should use naught or zero. But has common usage eroded this stance? For example, how would you say the number associated with James Bond? 007, right? The answer to these questions are clearly provided in a podcast I listened to called The Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips. I'll let Mignon Fogarty explain. Sometimes people think that it's wrong to pronounce zero as O, but it's actually okay in certain contexts. For example, it's fine, even normal, to say O when you're reading a series of numbers, such as a zip code, 90210. A room number, room 404. A phone number, 555-206-1234. Or a credit card number. And I'm not going to read a whole credit card number. And of course, don't forget agent designations, James Bond, agent 007, and so on. You pronounce it zero when you're talking about math or science. For example, you'd say five minus zero equals five. Or that the temperature is below zero. And that was your tidbit. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook under the username Grammar Girl. So finally, here's the answer to the puzzle as told by William Poundstone in his book, Are You Smart Enough to Work at Google? This is the puzzle about the biased coin and how you can use it um, to decide which of two teams should get the advantage in a game of football. Firstly, there's one method involving tossing the coin a large number of times to work out the, the value of the bias, but the best answer comes from Google. If you toss the coin twice, there are four possible outcomes. Head-head, head-tail, tail-head, and tail-tail. Since the coin favours one side, the chance of head-head will not equal the chance of tail-tail. But head-tail and tail-head must be equally probable no matter what the bias. So toss twice after agreeing that head-tail means one team gets the advantage and tail-head means the other. Should it come up head-head or tail-tail, ignore it and toss it another two times, repeat as necessary, until you get to a, a head-tail or a tail-head. Easy, isn't it, when you know how? That's all for now. Have a good year. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free. Or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.